abracadabra. Transform the magic of you. In this video, Terry Karjala discusses how her work integrates principles from quantum physics and energy psychology to help people transform their lives. She describes how she works with clients to access their self-subconscious minds and clear out energetic blockages that may be keeping them from achieving their goals. So get ready to abracadabra yourself to success. the same after we learned our 21-year-old daughter, Kristen, was murdered by her ex-boyfriend. It's a parent's worst nightmare. How much did we really know about domestic violence back then? Clearly not enough. Now we know plenty. We know domestic violence, or DV, can happen to anyone. One in three women suffer physical violence at the hands of intimate partners during their lifetimes. One in three. I'm Bill Mitchell, host of the When Dating Hurts podcast. And my interviews with DV counselors, law enforcement, and especially actual DV survivors give the pandemic of domestic violence the attention it deserves. The When Dating Hurts podcast. It's a series of lives being saved. Welcome, everyone. Today, I am joined by our newest guest, Terry Karjala, one of the most sought-after transformational life strategists in the mindset and personal development space. Terry has combined her counseling background with energy psychology and applied the principles of quantum physics to transform people's lives by clearing the unconscious blocks that hold us back. She is the founder of Talking with Terry, known for her transformational work with women entrepreneurs to help them catapult their businesses to create more clients, more money, more freedom, and most importantly, more impact. Please help me welcome Terry Karjala. Terry, are you there? Hello. I, I am. Why is my video not coming on though? Hello, give me a second. No problem. Hey, let me actually tell our listeners a little bit more about you because I didn't read entirely everything and there's so many great things that I would love to share. So Terry Karjala is a transformational life strategist with Talking With Terry, as I said before. She's also the best-selling author to be the magic of you, tools to transform your life. And that's with a foreword written by Jack Canfield. She's a coach with Forbes and host of a top 100 podcast 
and the host of Talking with Terry TV, featuring various local and national celebrities. Terry has been featured in many television, podcasts, and radio shows, including Hayes House. And as said before as well, she's a thought leader in female empowerment and entrepreneurship. She has combined her 26 years of counseling background with energy psychology that the principles of quantum physics to transform people's lives by clearing the unconscious blocks that hold us back. And I think our beautiful guest is ready to be seen. Welcome, Terry. Hello, I am here. <laughs> Oh my goodness, Yard Stream, we love, or Stream Yard, we love you. Okay, so yes, I'm so excited to be here with you, and what, thank you for being um, all that you're doing to bring me onto the show. Oh, you're welcome. It's a pleasure to have you on the Wellness Driven Life Show. Thank you for joining us. And you are a busy, busy woman. I know that you hopped on last minute because you were en route from another engagement and so welcome. Thank Take you. Take a deep breath. I know that you have all of the tips and tools to that that you're going to be sharing with us a little bit today. And why don't we start, Terry, by giving our audience a little bit of the background of you and how you came about. Let's start there. Yeah. Ever heard of stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of stoicism with a lowercase s and not stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it. So I actually, my story, I'll, I'll give the cliff note version of it, but my, my story actually started when I was in uh, elementary school. So really quickly, I had, um, there was three, there was three girls and three boys that got selected to become a peer counselor. And so with that, we got to go to Washburn University in Kansas and train basically counseling 101 and then came back as peer counselors and then continue to do trainings throughout to make sure that we could, you know, support other kids. And so I was involved with the fifth and sixth grade. And at one point, I had a fifth grader come to me and say um, their sixth grade friend was going to commit suicide. And we got involved and we got engaged and brought in resources. And um, it was one of those moments. Now, of course, the kid was safe and everything worked out. Um, but it was one of those moments that was, you know, I was so young. I was a sophomore in high school. But it was one of those moments that, like, just changed my trajectory. Um, I always imagined myself becoming a cosmetologist, okay, and doing hair and makeup and nails right and that moment changed everything and so I was like how do I become a counselor and so my path started there um, I ended up 
looking back now, I realized that I was attracting different mentors along my way. Went into undergrad. I was the first um, of my family to get a master's degree or um, undergrad uh, degree. And and then I went on to get my master's degree in counseling, opened a large practice um, or grew it into a large practice. And then as of about about seven, almost eight years ago, it went owner independent, which means I spent about two to three hours a month in that company. And now when I look back, I thought, boy, that was like my end all be all. Like if you would have asked me 15 years ago, I would have said that was it. Right. But I realized that that was really a stepping stone for what I am doing today. And um, I absolutely love what I do today because now I'm working, um, I'm taking my counseling experience and combining it with energy psychology, applying the principles of quantum physics and now applying it to business ownership and, and entrepreneurs and, um, and utilizing these concepts because I know when I first started my company, I was, I would, I would say I was in the struggle mode. I was struggling to make ends meet. I was struggling to get it, figuring it out. Like no one gave me the business one, you know, for, you know, the, the 411 download when I went into my business, like no one, no, no one gave us that information. And so I was, and, and, and so you know, whether entrepreneurs are just starting out or they're building or expanding, these concepts and these principles can be used. You know, I, I just spoke at a large event today and, um, you know, all sorts of entrepreneurs in the room, all sorts of business owners. You know, we even had a couple of C-suite executives in that company and or in the in the event. And so um, these principles are universal to all of us. And it's just really fun to start to see how we can impact the business world um, in a bigger way, um, incorporating energy to where it's, it's a lot easier. Mm, absolutely. And yeah, I was going to chime in on that. These it's accessible and benefits everybody across the board, not just entrepreneurs, but anyone. And I want to go back just a little bit. So you said that your counseling journey really began when you were around 15 years old and that's mm-hmm. incredible and that it really impacted you and changed the trajectory of, you know, your whole life, really. Um, Would you be open to sharing a little bit about your childhood and how it really started propelling you in a different direction from there? Yeah, for me, you know, I was, um, for my upbringing, I, I didn't have the easiest upbringing, you know, I had this belief system that I was not good enough, you know, and part of that was from, you know, um, major people, you know, major influencers in my life at the time, um, including my parents. And I, I did not feel like I belonged. I, I was always told things like, you're not going to be smart enough. You're not going to be good enough. You're not going to be blah, 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 blah. Mm. And, you know, when you're young like that, you tend to take on that information as truth. And it wasn't my truth, but it was handed to me as somebody else's truth. And so it took me a while to really unpack that. And I, I, I um, was just talking today about how our brains are designed to find evidence. And so we have a part in the brain called the reticulating activation system. And that part of the brain is kind of like our internal Google machine. It's always seeking out information and finding evidence to support it or not to support it. And so, you know, when you're told you're not good enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not whatever, whatever, you know, whatever the listeners want to fill in the blank with, right? 
and then your brain will go seek it out. And so for me, I was not, I didn't feel like I was smart enough. And so my brain kept seeking out the evidence that supported that. I got held back in second grade. Like how much more evidence can you get, right? I got held back in second grade because I was dyslexic. They didn't know I went to a small school system. They didn't know what to do with me because I didn't fit in any pretty little box. And so I was a little outlier. And so then if that wasn't enough, then, you know, school was a struggle for me. And I, and I, I joke with my daughter at times and I said, you know what, I worked my hiney off <laughs> and I, I became a straight A student, but realized that that was not like a natural thing for me. I was always like striving. And so what happened for me, the story that I told myself was I'm not good enough that I better prove myself. Mm -hmm. I better prove myself. And so I worked my hiney off with the motivation of like, I got to prove myself. I got to prove myself that I'm not this, that I'm not this. And so, and I always tell people that, you know, at some point those belief systems, they serve me. And for me, it served me well. It became a motivator. It became a lighting it under my fire and take action mode, right? So it served me until it didn't serve me. And so it served me. And then probably about um, high school, and into college is when it stopped serving me, but I tried to keep bringing it forward, right? And so how that looked for me was that I was then now struggling with perfectionism mm -hmm. and trying to make everything perfect and everything. And so it just created a lot of stress. I mean, I was a, I was a chronic insomniac, which I didn't know until years later. I, I had lots of anxiety, like I was always rubbed up, you know? And so it wasn't until I started to take a look, a deeper look at what was driving this, what was, you know, fueling this to where I could start unpeeling back the layers. And for a lot of the clients that I work with, high achieving women, we have this internal whatever story, right? There's usually about mm -hmm. top, five top blocks, which is a limiting belief. There's the self-sabotage. There's the fear and getting stuck in, um, you know, fear and being overtaken by fear, overwhelmed. And then the last one is the imposter syndrome. And so somewhere in there, and obviously there's lots more, but those are kind of the top five that I see that we've, you know, over time, you know, in business or, you know, in life, we somewhere have picked up and started to run the scripts, you know, from wherever, wherever we came from. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things I love about you, Terry, is the way that you describe things, the way that you paint a picture that makes it so much easier for people to understand and accept. You know, the way that you say, you know, it served me until it didn't serve me. Mm -hmm. But those things and, and how we show up in life that we think, you know, based on our experiences are not a great thing. But like you said, it serves us in some capacity. Yeah, it, it makes us who we are today. So I, I just have always enjoyed that about you, how you speak in anything. <laughs> but it's true. Like it's, you know, when we look at, you know, I'm, I'm a true believer that, you know, there's nothing wrong with us. There was right. not broken beings. Like there is absolutely nothing wrong with us. But we are we've we've gone on this path to learn the lessons, to soak up, to learn. And now if you would have asked me, you know, 27 years ago, if I had gratitude for my past, I would have been like, April, 
<laughs> you are so cute. <laughs> yeah. And um, but but you know what? I have really um in my journey become so profoundly grateful because I'm like, gosh, I am now I am able to be on the April show. Like, I mean, look at this, the wellness driven life show. Like, how exciting is this to be able to spread my message, right? Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I do think the bigger the mess, the bigger the message, you know? And I had some girlfriends growing up that, um, you know, not that there was nothing wrong with having a perfect life, okay? <laughs> and a lot of times I didn't, I, some of the friends that I had, they didn't come to, into their challenges until adulthood. Okay, so I'm not saying that people are, uh, you know, challenge free because that's not the case. But a lot of what I was comparing myself was to folks that had an easy childhood, but their ch challenges came when they were, you know, older, like in a high school, college, and then into the adult life, right? And so it's just a different, it's a different thing. But we all have our struggles, and I do believe that those struggles and those challenges are things that that help us wake up to yeah. our gifts. And so, you know. You know, again, 27 years ago, I would not have said that. Um, but I do realize that going through this, it's given me massive compassion for human beings. It's given me, mm. you know, a new way of looking at things, a profound understanding. Um, and so it has allowed me to see something that I have not, you know, yet seen. And, and I saw that my gifts were revealed to me in this process. Absolutely. And remind me again, you said the bigger the mess, the bigger the message. Uh, yes, the bigger the mess, the bigger the message. That's so cool. And and uh, in my experience, I would say is is a true statement. So very nice. And um, you definitely have so many things that you have learned on your journey and you like to share. We're going to go to our first commercial. And when we come back, let's hop a little bit into the book that you've written. I want to talk a little bit about that when we come back. Perfect. Hi, I'm April Hove, the Managing Director of the Fort Worth, Texas chapter of eWomen Network. I'm so excited that you stopped to watch this video. I've got good news for you. You have just discovered an international network of women entrepreneurs who are committed to helping you achieve, succeed, and prosper. We are on a mission to help 1 million women entrepreneurs each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. Here at eWomen Network, we have a complete success system that supports you every step of the way in building and growing your business. You being here right now is no accident. We're supposed to know about you. We want to meet you to find out how we can help you as well as learn about what you have to offer. With over 500,000 women connecting through 118 chapters across the US, Canada, Australia, and the UK, you are never alone. If this is resonating with you, please go to eWomenNetwork.com slash Fort Worth. Notice too, my contact information. I invite you to reach out to me and check out our upcoming in-person and online events. I am really looking forward to introducing you to our community. So let's go in a little bit about this book that you created. And, and it's not only a book. I really want to talk a lot about your daily intentions planner. Oh, yes. It is one of my favorite things. And I recommend it to so many people because I think you really honed in on some important factors of, you know, and I interview a lot of people, Terry, you know, those, those ones that have their daily habits, you know, pinned down 
they they mm-hmm. incorporate a lot of the things that you have in this planner. So let's start with the book, which I have. I love it. I love it. You, look at mine. Like so, one of my staff members for folks that are viewing us on the video. Look how fun that is. My member went and had. You can get it's paper folded. Look at. Isn't that fun? Oh, that's beautiful oh, fun. um so yeah so it's funny because like the the book i never wanted to write a book when i started speaking people were like well you should have, you, if you're going to speak you have to have that book and i'm like i don't, don't want to write a book um and so lo and behold we have a book um but uh that really was just about really giving people tools and um so sprinkled throughout i think there's over 75 different tools sprinkled throughout the book um but it's really about helping people i'm when I was um, trained as a therapist, you always had to go to a therapist to get support, right? You couldn't do it on your own. And then I stumbled across EFT, um, um, Access Consciousness, um, all these other, t- Don Meehan's work. And I realized that these are the tools that people can do on their own. And I really wanted to create a book that where people could do um, work on clearing themselves on their own. Um, now, of course, we will always run into those moments when we plateau because we, we don't know what we don't know. We don't know the unconscious stuff that's so the, yes, we'll get, we're going to need some support and guidance throughout that process. But there's a lot of things that we can be doing um, on our own and which leads us into the daily intentions planner is um, I start. This is so funny how this, this how this came about. I used to have these little pieces of paper and I would set my intentions. And I used to have a coach that always said, well, you visualize what it is that you want to show up in the next day. And so I started playing with like different images, which I still have in the book because I, it does engage the reticulating activation system and it works that muscle for us. And so, um, so on the, on the attention circle, that's what that's designed for. And so I would have this piece of paper and I would write it out and then a um, over time, I then I was like, I put it on cardstock to make it sturdier so it didn't get lost in my shuffle. And then I started folding it like hot dog style. So it was really pr- predominant. And then I started, col- had colorful, you know, p- colors so that I, I would take it with me every day. And then over time, I was like, why don't I just make a book of this? So I started making it, I made a book. And then I doodle, I literally put, I went to Kinko's, got it spiral bound, and I would doodle the front cover of it. And then what now has evolved into this planner. Well, when I was out and about, people were like, what is that? I'm like, this is my planner. And they're like, well, how do I get one? I, you can't have one. Yeah. Like, and they're like, they're like, it's mine. And I'm like, I would doodle the front cover. I got to bring this. I, I should do a video on this because it's so funny. And people look at it and be like, oh, my gosh. Anyhow, so thankfully, I have a great designer that can, like, took, take my vision and put it into beautify it. But, but what I have gotten feedback with over the years is that people that have, like, um, like ADHD or ADD or people that like view things differently love this journal because it's not linear because mm-hmm. so I didn't even realize that but I always joke and say that you know a lot of times we as as humans we want to say a plus b equals you know c but really the universe is saying a plus nine equals purple Right. And so when you, when you have this planner, it's not linear in that capacity because then you get to, you know, use the bubbles to fill in your daily tasks. But it's really designed um, to do the night before. You know, you start right. this out the night before. People ask, always ask me, what's your morning routine? I said, well, my morning routine is my is, it starts the day before. And because we can be so much more intentional with calling into um, existence that in which we desire. And so when we have our brain working with us and for us, it just gets easier. 
Right. And because so there's something that happens while we sleep. Right. So our brain is actually so the last 45 minutes of our night, um, our brain processes that information seven times more than it does any other time of day. Now, when back in the day when we used to, you know, um, you know, cram for college exams and stuff, there is some truth to that. Now, don't like parents don't ever say that. Okay, repeat that to your children. Don't ever say that. Okay, but there's some truth to it, right? So we are processing information while we're going to sleep. And so what the beauty of it is, is that I can start to set my intentions. And what happens for most humans is that we get trapped by the quote how. How am I going to do this? How is that going to work? How is that going to you know work out or whatever it is? And so this is my cheat for taking out the how. And it will literally show up. And, and it's it it it's just like even today, like I had I got I gotta call this a doctor for this doctor's appointment. And literally, like he's calling the, the, the doctor's office is calling me today. And I kinda looked at it and I was like, oh that's kind of funny. Like but like I still don't get it doesn't it doesn't ever get old, right? And so like I just love, you know, creating daily miracles um every day. Like how do we be intentional so that things are just it's working out to our favor, it's working out easier. Right. And if we can utilize these universal principles and they're there for all of us, right? When I first started learning about law of attraction, I thought this has to be too good to be true. There's no way we can think about something and then it appears. Like there's no way this this is ridiculous, right? Why isn't the world like shouting this from the rooftops? Like, why are we not, why is this not um, being taught more? And what I realized um, is that, you know, well, there's a lot of reasons that's not being taught as much as it is, but I feel like, okay, now I'm being called to help bring that to the forefront, especially in this industry, right? Mm -hmm. And um, where's I going with that? Um, but just how do we make it easier on ourselves. So when I started doing my deep dive, my little rabbit hole of like an energy and law of attraction and all this other stuff, I was like, oh, really? When you dive down into it, it's really the vibration of energy, right? It's the vibe. It's the law of vibration. And so when we understand that from a, a a logical level, it's like, oh, I can now start to match the vibration on everything that I desire. So because everything in your life right now, April, is been there because you have been thinking about it and calling it to fruition. The show was a, you know, a, a thought that you had that that became into reality, right? It didn't just show up. You thought about it. You said, oh, I'd like to do this. And then like things started to fall into place for you. And you're like, okay, now you're bringing this into, into um, this energy space, right? So everything that the listeners have right now with them whether it's the physical stuff whether it's the type of relationship it's the the conversations the quality of those relationships all of it the quality of our thoughts all of it has been brought to you because that's what you called into your life a month two months five months seven years ago but every one of us have and like oh my god kudos like yay like let's pat ourselves on the back like we're pretty amazing right and now aren't we all have desires of where we'd like to go and so but right now there's a gap in between that and so as long as we understand we can once we start to play with that we can start to match the vibration of those new desires and as soon as we match the vibrations we bring it to call it, we call it into fruition. And then we'll keep going down the path. The more that we start to speak life into something, we will start to start um, matching the vibration of that. 
and then calling into our existence. And I was speaking at this event today and and they said, um, so a lot of times when we call in things, what happens for a lot of entrepreneurs, okay, I was once guilty of this as well. I would be like, as soon as it showed up, I go, oh my gosh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I can't, I can't believe, like I'm not, no. But here's the thing, when it is showing up, that is the vibrational alignment that we've been asking for. And when it's showing up, we are ready to receive it. It wouldn't show up if we weren't ready for it. And so that's the yummy part of this is like it becomes a vibrational match. And when it becomes a vibrational match, that's when the juiciness happens, right? It's like, oh, here it is. So all you have to do is say these seven words. Thank you. I'll take more of that. Okay. So thank you. I'll take more of that. When it starts to show up, because when it's showing up, it's because it's ready. You are ready for it to receive it. That's just incredibly powerful and I, I really enjoy that you say that um, even when you're afraid and like you said no I'm not ready for this <laughs> I, I have an example um, I had one of my first speaking gigs on stage and you know it's a little different than being here and going live I mean this this sounds like oh you're you're used to this because you're going live you know in front of thousands of people um, and at the same time, it is a little different. And I, I was nervous. I was so nervous. And yet, like you said, Terry, this is something that I have been envisioning and calling into. And and I was saying, I, I literally almost backed out of it a number of times, Terry, because I was like, okay. I, this is happening too fast. Yeah. <laughs> so, and here's the thing, when it's showing up, okay, doesn't mean we're not going to be scared. Doesn't mean that we're not going to be like peeing our pants, okay, about it, okay? I'm just, I'm not saying that, okay? But when it's showing up, it's because we're ready to do it. And and here's the thing about emotions, okay? Um, oftentimes we're like, okay, well, if I'm, you know, so in alignment, then I'm not going to be nervous or anxious. Here's the thing is our emotions are our internal guidance system. And so when we have that lower level of anxiety, that becomes a motivator for us, right? Now, it's challenging when it gets more higher up there, when it's 8, 9, and 10. That's when we lose our words. That's when we, like, pass out, and that doesn't serve us, right? But on the lower level of that anxiety, it's a motivator. It's a, um, I remember years ago, um, I was listening to, I'm a, I love water skiing, and there was a pro water skier, and he was being interviewed, and the guy says, um, and he's, he's won all the championships, like, I mean, just, just an incredible water skier, uh, wakeboarder. And um, the guy interviewing, he said, do you, do you still get nervous? And his response was so brilliant. It's like been imprinted into my brain. His response was this, the day I stop getting nervous is the day that I will hang up my wakeboard. Mm. Um, because that means I no longer care. That means I no longer get nervous to, to perform. I know that time is when it will be the day that I hang up and no longer wakeboard. And I was like, oh, that's such a great response, right? Because yeah. he says, we are going to have, you know, we're going to have that layer of, and he's been doing it for 30 plus years at the time when he had this interview. And I was like, oh, that's so good. So we have that layer of anxiety. It's just, understanding that it's here for us it's here to support us right it's and a motivator Terry, it's an activator yeah you are really good about bringing in the fear factor for your audience yes. and, I, and i have to say that because i have here with me today 
uh, <laughs> I have this arrow, and I don't know if. Oh, look at that! It says trust. It says uh. trust. And this arrow is broken, and the way that it was broken. <laughs> She's gonna demonstrate live. Right Still sign the contract, okay? Just saying. <laughs> There, what? There, here. Let me let me demonstrate this a little bit more. Yeah. So have a clear picture. So, so this area right here, in our, in your throat. Yeah, I don't even know what that's called. Yeah. This, I, it's still. It's very I soft. Feel it every time I think so about funny. it. And I describe it. And then there was a woman or or man on the other side of it with a board, and so we pushed, and they pushed against it with the board, and that's what broke the arrow, and that was it one of your events terry yes. absolutely bring in this face your fears and i thought it was so cool uh you know and cool. had everybody write down what it was that they wanted to do or trust it that was their power word yeah and and i think that you know when we did that exercise um you know it was really about having people feel the fear and do it anyways right mm -hmm. and so often is and, and and the other thing about that is it became an evidence for people like well if i could do that i can do this and i have always been a collector of evidence and i'm like oh well if i if i could do that then i could do this if i if i've jumped out of a plane going you know however fast and and i survive i can do this like if i ran a marathon i can i could do this right and so it creates it, it it acts as some evidence too but the thing is is like feeling the fear just knowing that it's just it's just a it's just an activated um energetic system and we can still break through it we can still move through it and we can still you know um live our lives and and i was having this conversation just a couple of days ago with my massage therapist and she says and i said but we're only born with two fears and I said, everything else is learned. So when we think about that, the two fears that we are innately born with is the one is the, the loud um, fear of loud sounds, okay? Mm -hmm. And the second one is the sensation of falling. So they've done some research that the sensation of falling, when they may or may not be able to do these days, I don't know, with the baby crawling across the, the, the glass. Um, but what that tells us is that everything else is learned. And the beautiful thing about that is, like, if it can be learned, it can be unlearned. And yeah. so it's really about, and, and the, the, I became an inventorista out of overcoming my fears. And so I had this fear of, of, of heights because my brothers, like, all my trauma, I think, comes from my, from my brothers. Like, my brothers, yeah, when they were younger, they didn't want to play with me because I was a girl. And so one day they finally let me come play upstairs. And so they hung me over the staircase and so I permanently like imprinted heights are bad heights yeah. are wrong you know like and so um, I started this journey of doing these adventures because I wanted to overcome my fear of heights and it was like okay I'm safe and it, and it literally is just a rewiring of the process that it says now I can there's, there's a lot of things that I do that I'm like okay I'm safe like I know that I'm safe um, but it's overcoming that previous programming because when we start to play with um, overcoming fear it does wonders to our business um, I remember when I first moved into my um, my company or my office space and it was a big leap of faith you know is tripling my rent it was like tripling my expenses it was doing all those things and like financially I was like ah, right and then um, and I went back and it was so funny I tell the story now like I went back like five or six times and I asked my husband I asked my husband's best friend I asked like my family I asked everybody like is this 
is this the right choice? Is this the right choice? And then like the next time I went and expanded my business, I walked in and I called my husband. I was like, I think I'm going to take this bigger space. I walked in. I did a couple of my like little, my, my little like, I call them the squat tests, you know, for what clients are going to see out of the windows and what are they going to hear and da, 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 da. I walked in, did some pictures. Um, I consulted like a couple people and then um, I took the deal. And then the third time we made this huge, you know, build out of our, of our, um, of our um, office. And I literally kind of forgot. I was like, oh my gosh, I should probably tell my husband that we're going to invest all this money and uh, do this huge build out, right? And, um, but it was just so funny because I was like, in the beginning, it was like, I needed validation and I needed this and I needed that. And then it just got easier and easier. And to me, what that means for me is that I've just expanded my risk, but expanded that um, ability to receive and play in the space of fear. Mm, so it doesn't have yeah. to overcome me. Yeah. Um, and I can just now, and so now it's like, okay, yeah, that makes, I, and I'm always doing calculated, taking calculated risks. You know, I, I um, April, you know that I, I do a lot of energy testing and I'm following the energy so that I'm not doing it blindly, you know, but I am doing it with, you know, an understanding is I'm going to follow the energy of this. And if it makes mm -hmm. sense now, great. If it, if it, maybe it's later, perfect, you know? Yeah. And, and I really do love the way you bringing that evidence. And so when we come back from this commercial, let's talk a little bit more about that, the, the evidence and also maybe listening to that, that higher self when we come yeah. back. Yeah. Hello everyone. I am Kim Jacobs, the host of the Kim Jacobs show. And you all know who's right here with me, Dr. Les Brown. How are you, Dr. Brown? I'm blessed and highly favored. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the time you want to give yourself a competitive edge. If you got a message, you have some knowledge or experience, a story, or if you want to do something adventurous and exciting with your life that can increase your credibility, expose you to millions of people, I am encouraging you to have your own talk show. I used to have a talk show. That one talk show catapulted me to another level. Now there are more people watching the internet, as you are aware, than television. Yes. Come on, somebody. That's right. Dr. Kim Jacobs, she trained people on how to have their own talk show. She will train you how to do that. And now with me working, partnering with her, now you have the combination of an audience, expansive audience. We have over 4 million people in all of our platforms and the coaching you need to grow your business, to grow your multi-level marketing organization, to draw more attention to yourself in this noisy economy. Go ahead, Kim. So in the training that I do, Les, I actually do a six week training. It's one hour per week. And each week I meet with the individuals one-on-one -on -one, we go through and we talk about all of the things that's necessary for a show to become a reality. We go from how to actually identify your focus area, what's going to be your ideal customer that's going to be tuning in. We'll talk about how to get guests, how to get sponsorship, how to go about getting your lighting, your branding, and your banners, and everything that you need to know. And guess what, Les? They right. own their own content at the end of the day. And that's exciting. Now, if you're ready to, to, to create a shift in your business and in your life and increase your cash flow, 
I want you to go to KimJacobsConsulting.com. It's right there on the screen. KimJacobsConsulting.com. You know, people say opportunity knocks on every door. Right. No. Opportunity stands by silently waiting for you to recognize it. So I want you to recognize that this is a time for you. This is an incredible time to have your own talk show. It establishes a level of credibility. Yes. And by being exposed to people on a regular basis, it allows you to strategically begin to impact and attract your audience. She can take you in a place in yourself that you can't go by yourself. So go to Kim Jacobs consulting.com. That's Kim Jacobs consulting.com. Did I say Kim Jacobs consulting.com? Yes, you did. Very good. Make sure you go there and sign up for the coaching. And we're looking forward to working with you. You have something special. You have greatness within you. That's my story. And that's Kim's story. And we're sticking to it. Bye for now. Welcome back. So uh, let's start talking and diving in a little bit about when we start talking about the uh, energy psychology and the principles of quantum physics. Let's dive into that a little bit. Yeah. What part of it? What part of it? All of it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is all the things that make me the most excited. So let's start with energy psychology because you know, when you talk about, um, you know, you do some energy testing, for instance, mm -hmm. let's have a little example of what that is. Yeah. So in using energy, and so some of the listeners may or may be familiar with kinesiology or muscle testing, as it's also known as. And so what that is, is in, and oftentimes you might see somebody on stage or in, in events and they'll have someone standing and then they'll press down. Okay, um, I was actually doing this earlier today and at an event when someone came up and asked me about a twist to make, right? And so our ability, our innate wisdom is held within. But what happens is, is we will override it through our um, ego system and we will override it through all the previous programming. But when we go back to center, we go back to our pure positive energy, we know truth. And we also know a lie from the, you know, we know the difference. And so if you think about kinesiology is really kind of like a um, truth serum or a, a, like a lie detector, right? And so we can utilize energy. And so what I encourage folks to do is um, I like to do it where you can do it by yourself. There's probably nine different ways that I personally know of how to do it. But one of the things that I will teach people to use is the sway test because it's usually this is fast. It's the easiest for people to connect with. I do this internal sensing process and it took me eight months to master. Okay. It took me a little hot minute, but the, but the um, sway test is something that most all folks can do. Now, if you're driving, please tag this and come back to this. Do not do this while driving, okay? <laughs> but if you like, um, and I'll just turn sideways so that the audience can see me. But if you take and you want to make sure that you're flat-footed, so if you have heels on, remove your heels, and then you'll say something that's true about yourself. So you want to make sure that it's very true. So, um, you know, if you're if you have a nickname or if you, you know, let's say. Um, you have a longer name and you go by a shorter name. I would do something that's, you know, a little bit more true, right? Like, like the month of your that you were born in. So shorter length apart, 
hands down to your side, close your eyes, tilt your head down, and you'll just say, like, for me, I was born in November. So that's a true statement about for myself. And you will move forward. So I'll just demonstrate here. So truth, my name is, ter uh, I'm sorry, uh, truth, I was born in November. And you'll see that I just sway forward, right? Now, when I say a false statement, um, truth, I was born in February, you'll see me sway backwards. And so you just want to make sure that you're incongruent, you know, with your truths being forward and your falses being backwards. Now, sometimes we can get cross with energy. And there's a couple things that you can be doing to help clear yourself out. One of them is to tap on the karate chop, which is your, that is connected to your psychological reversals and then drinking water. And there's a couple other things that you can be doing just to make sure that your true truths are staying forward and your and falses. And so what you can use this for it's like you can test a lot of, I mean, I test everything. I, you know, test if I'm going to go to this networking event or not, or, um, you know, signing on this client. We just had our, um, you know, bring on our, um, our sponsors. And so, you know, I tested to make sure that it was, a, it was, it was an alignment with our mission, vision, and values. Mm -hmm. And then I tested it to see when we would bring them on. Okay. What month made sense for us to bring them on? I test clients. I test everyone who comes into any of our groups, any of my one-on-one client coaching, anyone who comes as a, as a guest on our show. Like I am constantly testing and making sure that's in alignment with my my whole energy being right. And so that's a really powerful tool that we as business owners can use and take risks with more certainty. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a research done by Harvard years ago, um, and they um, interviewed all these 80 year olds. And they said, what are your two biggest regrets in life? Number one regret was they wish they would have spent more time with friends and family. Okay. And number two was they wish they would have taken more risks. And so oftentimes as entrepreneurs, we will become risk averse. So we won't take on risk or things that feel kind of like big, hairy, scary, all of the above because, oh, but what if, right? But what if we were able to have a tool that could help guide us with a little bit more certainty? And so the question that I would encourage people to ask, so make sure you write this down, okay, is if I make this choice, will this be a contribution to my life, living, and reality? And you'll want to see if you get a yes or a no on that. And I will usually teach people how to do that blindly so that they're not getting ego in the head. Because, yes, I can force myself, you know, like, yes, I really want to do this. Yes, I want to do this. And, you know, and force it. So when you do a blind study, then you're then you're taking ego out of it. Then you're really getting a true read just simply on the energy um, that was placed in there. But it's a tool that we can use to really help leverage, um, you know, what we're what we're creating and generating and the impact that we that we know we um, get to have in this world, right? And so instead of being risk averse, we can now say, okay, I'm going to take this, you know, risk, knowing that the energy is, in, is supporting me and it's alignment to it to be a contribution to the people that I'm serving, the community, whoever, or whatever the situation is that you're testing for. Thank you, Terry, for sharing that. You, you're always so packed full of wisdom, and I know that your book has a ton of them. Yes. So yes. You know, anybody can get a copy of your book and start to implement some of those teachings. And I know absolutely a lot of this stuff is starting to build more and more awareness, and people are using these tools all the time, you know? And I, I know you've given us some examples of, you know, just you know, excuse yourself and go to the car or go to the yes. restroom and 
reset your brain, you know, like, yeah, someone was talking today, and she's like, I'm losing my words, I'm like, okay, here, what I want you to do is go, and she's like, so she's like doing this thing with her, for her brain, I'm like, just give it a couple seconds, and then she's like, oh my gosh, that worked, and I'm like, it didn't, it didn't take long, it didn't take long, but I think also, this comes back to really working the muscle of our intuition, I mean, really, what muscle testing is doing is tapping back into our pure positive energy, our pure positive knowing, which is our intuition. And so along the way, along the path, we have somehow, somewhere, forgotten, ran away from, locked out of, just, you know, just got rid of that, that, that innate ability for humans to connect with knowing, you know, that path. And so really, this is just coming back to strengthen what we already know. Well, it's, it's bringing us to the present moment and it's a, it's a way to calm. I mean, it's similar to breath work or, yes. you know, but I think the point is to really just bring ourselves back to, you know, into our solar plexus area or just it being present and yeah, connecting with our intuition and our higher self. Yeah, absolutely. All these, yeah. And I think breath work is really important. I start my day off with um, a couple of exercises of breath work so that I'm putting myself back into my body, my energy. And so whatever that practice is, I mean, I have tons and tons of tools, but I use these tools on different things. And what I'm doing, like this morning, I was speaking. So I, you know, last night I did a, a little brain reset. And then this morning I got, you know, came in and did a couple other little exercises so that I could really show up and make sure that the words are flowing out of me with ease you know yeah so tell us terry how does quantum physics play into this so everything is energy right so every single thing you know um i have right here this is this is candle right if i put this candle under a high-powered microscope um we would see you know energy right um this bracelet you know everything has energy and once we start to understand that everything is energy and everything um has a vibration to it, but we forget that when we come into like A plus B equals C, when we come into that linear thinking of, you know, like this table, you know, oh, but this is a solid, right? But when we dive into it, everything is energy and our bodies are no different. So we have energy that's flowing through our bodies, through the meridians, you know, and it's changed a million times since we've been on this call together. And so what happens with, um, for a lot of us, um, and I'm going to take this a little different way, for a lot of us, when we have those traumas in our brain, um, we will get trapped into that previous programming that those imprints in our brain. And so for some the work that I do, do to help clear those out is looking at what are those um, energetic um um, signals that have been repeated over time that has allowed the brain to believe that blank equals blank, right? And so from an energetic level is how are how are those being linked up and how do we support letting go of that piece and breaking those um, neural pathways and creating new neural pathways that are serving us in a bigger way. So that's one element of that. But when we understand, because again, a lot of times the... Um, we take those, I'm going to call them lies, okay? We've taken those lies or untruths or whatever it is around us and we've we've made it true for ourselves. And so then we live our lives based on that and it's an energy, it's, an, it's a vibration of it. And so it's really about clearing those blocks that are holding those us back 
and then looking at and then what I love helping folks to do is clearing them but also bringing it into what are some things that we can actually be doing that is going to support us in moving forward right and I love you know getting to that place of curiosity okay curiosity is the emotion that starts to light up the entire brain on brain scans and allows us to start to tap into um, what else is possible and starts to play with that frequency of energy when we start to play with you know what else is possible what can we create what can we generate in that sense so it's, it's all everything again like when we understand like the the energy is everything how we show up is energy, how you show up, right? How we um, are communicating to our children, how we, like, how everything is happening. And, and you, we all know this. When we go to a networking event or an event, you will find typically whatever is showing up for you is a vibrational match, right? And so with quantum physics, it says, you know, or with the, you know, the concept of law of attraction for this, for this, um, for this demonstration, like attracts like, right because it's a vibration that is being created and so if we dig down deeper on law of attraction it's really the law of vibration and so from a law of vibration is you know these um um neurons are creating and attracting to other neurons that are at the same frequency and so when we tie this into our business or tie this into our desires or tie this into you know all of this it's like we, when once we become a vibrational match for that then that's when we start to call it into our fruition. That's when it becomes physical reality because everything gets created twice, once in our imagination and once in physical capacity, right? And so we start to then have a impact, which is so wild to me, so wild that our thoughts are these electri electrical signals being sent out there and we can actually create based on our thought alone. It's mind-blowing. It is. Terry, do you have any really powerful examples of that? Meaning of just create, oh, like, like master, like, like just creation or generation, like of, you know, calling something into your existence. Yeah, I think what else is like, we've all experienced this. Now let me back it up for a second. It's like, we've all experienced this on a level. Um, like, I'm like, oh, I should call April. I should, you know what, I'm thinking of April. Like, I should, you know what, I'm gonna call April today. And then the phone rings and it's April. And we're like, oh my gosh, I was just thinking about you, right? That is something that we can all relate to because we are always creating it, right? Or, you know, um, and so we can honestly, like that is, you know, the basics of that in, that we can all relate to that you know or some of us will be like you know what i'd like to have easy parking okay angels find me easy parking <laughs> and it's just like easy parking right so those are some little ones that 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 are fun and we can all relate to but then when we go back into generating things um for example um one of our guests actually you know what let me let me think about this this story, how I can flip this. Um, so one of our guests that we've had on our show is a huge influencer. And um, I, I was like, okay. And Mary was like, you know what? How are you going to get him? Like, how are you going to get him on the show? And I'm like, well, we're just going to put out the energy. We're just going to get in alignment with his energy and then call it to fruition. And so I literally just started, you know, playing with some energy, asking some generative questions and pulling energy 
um, for me to connect with him. And then it was like effortless, right? It was just so effortless. It was like, wow, that was, that was really easy. And so we can actually be doing this because so often what people will do is that we will speak the negative into things. Like, I don't want this. I can't have this. And when we get in alignment with energetics in the quantum field, and when we start to speak life into that in which we desire, we are then now becoming a vibrational match for that. And once we have a match for that, it just becomes really easy. And so it's funny because like my, um, my friends will say, Terry, here, will you go, go create this for me? You're a master manifester. And I'm like, I am for me, <laughs> but you got to do it. Like you got to do it. I'll help you. I'll support you. But this is your stuff. Yeah. Like you go and go, you know, let's go do this. And and it's funny because I I've gone to like I was like I like to be on the jumbotron. And then like you know I'll be at a, at a sporting event. I'm like I should be on a jumbotron today. And like and then I'm like on the jumbotron. I'm like how do you do this? And I'm like I'm just becoming a vibrational match for that desire, right? And so there's little things. And so it's fun, like just how we can see these, um, even just starting to work that muscle from a little, like, you know, like I gave the yeah. example earlier, like I was thinking of someone and they like literally called me today. I had it on my thing, they called me, right? And so that is just working that muscle. And then we can actually start creating and generating more and more things. Like for my last car that I had, um, that I bought, it was funny cause like I called my broker, I said, this is the color this is the style, this is the that, the that, the that, the that, the that. And she's like, well, Terry, not, not to be a bearer of bad news, but like, there's no vehicle. There's this thing called the pandemic. That's not going to happen. Like, so what are you, and what's your plan B? And I'm like, and plan C and plan D. I'm like, I don't have a plan B, C, or D. I have my plan A. This is what I'd like to like call into fruition. She calls me back within two hours and she goes, Terry, you're not going to believe it. This car is sitting for like three and a half miles from your current office. Wow. You better go get it because it's every single thing. And I was kind of picky, right? Because I'm like, and she's like, you better go get it now. And I'm like, of course it's three miles, three and a half miles away from my office. Of course, that like, it's sitting there, you know? And so she's like, now go. And I'm like, yes, right? And so it just becomes really fun and playful how we can actually use this and create, you know, bigger and bigger things you could come up with so many examples and and i could come up with a couple either i think for instance you know jack canfield you know yeah signing up on your book that's incredible and you have great stories of that that's a long play. story that's a long story of like how that came to fruition because honestly and i don't know if you heard the first part of the story when i set my intention i'm like because when I, I didn't want to write a book and my girlfriend i'm in the 11th hour and, the, and she's like you know, um, who's, who's, you need to have someone write your for it. I'm like, ah, you didn't tell me this, like, ah, you know, and I was like, okay, universe, God, spirit, angels, who is going to write my for it? So I'm like a powerful, dynamic, strong female. And I kept getting the word, the name Jack Canfield. And I'm like, that's not strong, dynamic, powerful female. <laughs> but it kept showing up in the most bizarre things that was happening. And I'm like, I guess I'm going to call Jack. 
Anyway, so I called him and, and you've heard the story when I said, you know, hey, Jack, like, can I speak to Jack? And they're like, no. <laughs> and then they're like, I was like, can, can, what would it take for Jack to, you know, write my forward? And she goes, oh, you're so cute. She's like, you need to get a plan B because he gets over 200 requests and rarely writes a book uh, forward anymore. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to do what I know how to do. And I'm going to do all my tools and I'm going to do this and I'm, I'm going to play with this. I'm going to get into the vibration of it. And, and then lo and behold, it, it happened, you know. And so, um, like, we can be really intentional um, with that. But also understanding that it, timing is everything. And so sometimes what happens for folks is if it doesn't happen in 24 hours, like, it doesn't work. See, Terry doesn't work, right? But in reality, it's like, okay, that, that whole process was literally eight months from start to that phone call to having him write my forward. It was an eight month period. Now I could have given up at any point in time and I just, I call it the shelf of possibilities. I just put it over at the shelf of possibilities. If it happens, it happens. And, you know, and so, but it opened up so many more doors than I had ever anticipated because of what transpired in the journey of that eight months. Mm. And so now it's like, and I, and I see two more really cool things coming out of this in the near future. And I'm like, Ooh, that was all because of something that happened. I think it was in 2017, actually, yeah. you know, and I'm still reaping benefits and connections and collaborations from that experience. Well, I want to bring our audience back to that point you made a while ago, but you said that, you know, something that we are creating, and it could have been five years ago, you know, like months ago. And yeah. so, you know, you know, when we, when we go to the quantum field, there is no time. There's and no time. so, yeah. you know, we're always creating, always. Yes. And, and it's funny because like I just was doing a um, talk about vision boards um, a few months ago and um, I was like, you know, I'll pull out some of my old vision boards and bring them up and kind of show them. And there are some things that were on there. It was so wild because I hadn't seen some of these in like years. And I was like, oh my heavens. Like I just couldn't believe like some of them had been, you know, like within that first year or two, I usually do my vision boards for a two year period. I don't know that that's, I, I make up the rules and I, that's my rule, you know, but I start mine in my birthday. So my birthday's in November. So I do a yeah. two year from November to November. And, um, but it was interesting because like, like it was things that were out of sight, out of mind, but I had spoken life into them at some point and it became like, it, they, they were all completed. It was really pretty wild to like, and I laminate mine. <laughs> and so like, I have like a, like it's again, it's like, a I don't know, maybe it's a memento or whatever, but it's like, oh, like if this is a documented process. And so I just love seeing that. And so it's very powerful. So just because it doesn't Im immediately um, you know, manifest itself doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It just goes back on what I call the shelf of possibility and the shelf of possibility. When it gets activated, you'll know. And when it's ready, you'll know. And when yeah. it's showing, you'll know, you know, and so it's just like, Oh, it, that, okay. Timing is off, you know? And so, um, I had a client just recently and she was manifesting this really cool opportunity. It showed up. Okay. And she's like, yay. And then it went away. And she's like, whoa. <laughs> and I was like, and, I, and she was so devastated about it. I'm like, hey, here's the thing. Let's not speak life into that. There's, I'm guessing that there's a reason that that's, that's going away, right? And so we talked her off the cliff. And then literally three and a half months, oh, well, almost four months, let's call it four months later, this other situation has 
and it's connected to this other company, this other opportunity. But this one is, th they're going to pay her three times as much wow. than she would have been in this other opportunity. And this is going to now just explode way more than the other one would have, right? And so when we don't attach outcomes to things, and this is really important, when we attach outcomes or jump to conclusions, jump to conclusions or outcomes, mm, we yeah. cut off the energy of it. But when we can stay open to it, it's like, oh, okay, this is even better, right? And so this or something better, right, will show up. And so it's just trusting the process and we can get bummed about that or I can be like, you know what, it's okay. You know, I had a yeah. client that manifested a house, a brand new house, and then it went away and then it came back in like a, 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 a trusting the process, right? And it, mm -hmm. and, and it is working that muscle of trusting. And um, I, I know in this lifetime, I am supposed to be learning patience. Okay. <laughs> yeah, aren't we all? <laughs> still, still working on this. I am not a master by any means of this, but I am, I am getting little, like little, <laughs> I'm working the muscle and I'm just, okay, okay. Patience is the thing, right? And so there's days that I'm better at patience and there's days that I'm not so great with patience. Um, but I know that I'm learning this skill in this lifetime. Um, but it's, you know, it's a, it's a process, you know, it's, it's a process. And I always was the one in my linear thinking of like, just get it to the finish line, <laughs> you know? And I was like, oh, maybe, maybe the finish line looks differently nowadays, you know? Yeah, and I wanna go back a little bit too, talking about how people can really start, you know, getting that, that muscle memory going. I think that one of the most beautiful tips that you offer for that is by showing the evidence of, mm -hmm. and I think that is so powerful and you have that in your daily intention planner, but whether you have a planner or not, it is really yeah. going into, you know, where are we collecting the evidence throughout the day and, and start having our brains, um, you know, see and find and seek out what it is that we're creating and finding the evidence of that. For instance, you know, I really want that pink car. Okay, so, you know, like you said with yours, oh, it's three blocks away or what have you. you know, yes. It's, it's yeah. And then you, you jot that down. This is my evidence of the things that I am actively creating. We have a, we now have an evidence journal where it's just straightly an evidence journal. And I invite people to, especially when we're having those doom and gloom days, right? You're like, Rah! you know, whatever, you can go back through that and you can pull it back up like, oh, actually, and it actually then it gets, it, it's really powerful because that evidence that you've been documenting along the way is, um, it just, you can start writing about it and, and living in that experience. And so when you have those days where like questioning things or like, what am I doing? I can go back into that evidence journal and I can look at, oh my gosh, look at all the stuff that I've created. Look at all the opportunities, look at all the, the ways I've shown up and been my best self, you know, in order to create this. You know, I think the brilliance within that is that it activates the excitement and curiosity yes. and you know we 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 get excited to find it you know it's it we're on this journey of exploration and 
and seeking out and it's seeking it out and it's getting curious and it's like tasting yeah. life you know i just i i you know it's uh, the other day i was um someone was saying something i was like i'm just a curious person i just i want to know how things work i want to know how like what does that taste like and what does that do and what is this you know and i think it's really powerful when we start to play with that and even just like I was giving this example today I said you know we are so conditioned to do the same thing over and over and over again when we start to veer off and take a different way home like that seems silly and seems minute but what it does is actually activate other parts of our brain to start to see the world in a different way and so when we can start to activate our brains in different ways, we see different ideas. I love going into stores that I've never been into and looking at, like, taking away whatever they're selling. Like, let's say it's a grocery store. Take away, like, just imagine taking away all the produce, all the, you know, items. And look what's happening around. Like, we are just, we get so, like, eyes blind to what's really in, in engaging. In and I get so many ideas. If I, if I need a hit of, like, creativity, I'll go, like, some of the things that I do, I'm like, oh, let's just go wander around and, like, oh, did you see this? And, and my husband's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm just getting inspiration. I'm just, I'm just, like, letting my brain to, like, look at the behind-the-scenes stuff that we we negate all the time. You know, like, you know, it, it's just a, it's a different, different way of looking at things, you know. And, um, but we can, we can start documenting that evidence. Yeah. And, and it doesn't require much. This is what I want people to hear. And this is a kind of a, a big takeaway, is that wherever we're at, if we're in the in the muck, you know, in doom and gloom, you know, it, it's just like you know when when we look at when you're on a ship, okay, when the when the captain you know makes a one degree change, okay, over the course of a mile, it is significantly off course, okay, one percent change. That's it. We're talking about a one percent degree change. Okay, so I'm going to invite us to look at even if we're stuck in the market, even if we're stuck in that place, one degree will make a huge impact. And we can start looking for the evidence of like, okay, I remember one day I was, I was, um, when I was back in my, my practice and I was like, I just need a sign of hope. I was getting ready to take this major leap of faith, had no idea. And I just like, I just need a sign of hope. And what happened the next day was the most profound thing that shifted the way, I mean, it was another big shift in my, the way I viewed what I was doing. And I came downstairs and it was, um, and this was, I just asked, a sign of hope. And by the way, my husband and I never, ever, ever put on the TV in the morning. We don't ever turn on the TV for news. We don't, we, the TV does not turn on in our house in the morning. I come down the stairs on this particular morning. I was like seven in the morning, okay, seven eight in the morning, and I'm walking past our entertainment center, and the movie, The Field of Dreams, was playing at seven in the morning. Like really, really. And as I was walking by it, I caught my attention because I'm like, why is the TV on? And as I looked at the TV, do you know what part it was at? If you build it, they will come. And I was just like, it still gives me chills today and like tears to my eyes of like, say, because that was the moment where I was going into private practice full time. Mm -hmm. And I just said, give me a sign of hope because I don't know that I'm doing the right thing. And there it is. Right. And so these little things, that's the evidence of like how powerful when we're in alignment with our calling, when we're in alignment with what we're here to do and our bigger message that we are here to deliver, it is profound. Right. It can be absolutely profound. And so, um, again, that becomes evidence. Like I remember that day, like it's locked in, imprinted in like, okay, 
Well, and I did. I literally built it. They came. Like, that is the story, right? And now, you know, at some point, it's going to be, you know, I'm going to hand off the baton, and it's going to bring, you know, this other person, you know, and it's going to build and build, and who knows, they're going to 10x, 20x, 50x it, you know? So... That gave me chills too. And I, you know, I think a message too to the audience is to really allow those messages to to soak in and, and allow mm -hmm. them in, you know, because they it is you, you know, angel spirit universe, whatever you want to call it, it is speaking to you and yeah. listen to that and accept that. I remember that when we, uh, it was a very challenging move for us from Colorado to Texas. And I kid you not, Terry, when we were leaving, we had the U-Haul and everything. We're leaving Colorado. We're on a, a road that we travel on daily. And there was a, a sign uh, that said, don't look back, you're not going that way. Oh, that gives me chills. That gives me yeah, chills. And, and you're, so you're right. My, my point is, is, listen to those because it is speaking to you and when you're having those days like like you were at that moment where it feels i don't know what to do you feel hopeless and then something speaks to you yes yes and you know asking asking god spirit angels give me a message give me an understanding and it might show up in a number or it might show up in a person or a conversation or you know um I remember one time I was going out to my car and I was like, all right, God, angels, spirit, show me that you're with me. <laughs> and out of this parking lot, now granted this parking lot is about 300 cars, okay? My car was the only car that has a picture of Jesus on <laughs> the windshield. And I thought someone must have from this, you know, from someone must have from a church come in and just like, you know, ransacked the whole parking lot. So I drove up and down every aisle. <laughs> Not a single car had a single, you know, picture on the car. And I'm just like, it's so profound. It's like sometimes I just I'm like, I can't make this stuff up. Like yeah. I can't make this stuff up. Like I just like, it's so profound <laughs> um, when we start to receive those messages and just get confirmation. And for me, that's confirmation from, you know, the universe as a whole, the yeah. energy, you know, whatever your religious or spiritual practices are, you know, like I just see it as it's confirmation, right? That becomes the evidence that we're on on track and on path. And and sometimes we, we, we need that outside validation just to support, when, especially when we're in growth mode, right? Because mm -hmm. we're leaving that comfort zone, right? And so there's a vulnerability when we're leaving that comfort zone, you know? And so I feel like, you know, for myself, it's like when I'm leaving that comfort zone, that's when I'm seeking out validation, right? Of like, okay, Yes. But my point is being like, it doesn't take much to shift what you're going through. And so no matter where you're at is, you know, what if I find one, one more better feeling thought? What if I find one more better feeling, whatever, what if I find one shred, one little tiny gift? And that might start with, I am grateful that I have a body. I am grateful that I have a neighbor. I am grateful that I have a spouse that cares. I am grateful that I have a kid that you, wherever you are, just start there and then say, okay. And what that will do is helps us to shift the energy. 
Yeah. And then as you said, we'll find more evidence. And well, gosh, I'm really grateful for this. And I'm grateful for this. And I'm grateful for mm-hmm. paper clips. And I'm, paper, I'm grateful for my cell phone. And I'm grateful, you know, and then we can start to shift. And as you, you do, you start to shift out of that more and more by just stepping into gratitude. One of the gra- Gratitude is one of the fastest ways. Well, I take that back. Movement is always the fastest way. Movement is the fastest way to shift energy. And so if you're feeling really stuck, you know, getting up and moving, whether that's going taking a walk, I like to do jumping jacks, I like to run in place, I like to dance, you know, anything that you can do. And, and even just a shake off, like, you know, you stand up and you just shake off and it looks ridiculous. I'm doing it right now. It's just like, you know, you shake. But what happens is we start to laugh, right? Yeah. And so it does shift the energy. And so even if we just do something that takes 10 seconds, that, that will shift the energy and then go into, okay, what am I grateful for in this moment? This moment in time, I'm so grateful for you, April, for having me here. I'm so grateful for your audience, for, for the listening ear. You know, so what is it that you're grateful for? And just start where you're at. Yeah, one of the most powerful things that you told me when I was going through one of the most challenging times in my life, Terry, was what if this turns out better than I ever could possibly imagine? And it was so difficult to accept that at yeah. the moment. And at the same time, I just kept saying it because I'm like, well, what else do I have to lose? You know, so what if this turns out better than I ever could imagine? And so that's another really powerful technique also. And yeah, you, you just offer so many cool things. You have this plethora of wisdom. Tell us, Terry, what what is next for you? What do you have going on? So we, um, I'm not, well, this is being live. This is live. This is live. So um, we have our upcoming event, April 21st and 22nd. Yeah. Um, it's here in Colorado. I am Beautiful, out of the colorful Denver, Colorado. I know, I know. She's such a traitor leaving us. <laughs> But she comes back often. Um, so April 21st and 22nd, um, come and join us. Um, I will drop in a link. Or can I drop in a link or can I? Um, I don't know how that works. What we can do is I we can do. put it in the description. And okay. also, Terry, drop it in and I'll, I'll run it along here so people can get it. Yeah, right let, me, let me pull this up and, and drop that in. So um, you, you can always find me. Um, yeah, come to over there. You can just come and follow me. Um, connect with us. We have um, we just launched Talking with Terry TV um, in January. That's been going really well. And uh, we'd love to um, have anyone that wants to come over and join us over there or follow us over there. So it's just uh, let me grab. Let me grab. Um, two links for you. This is that link. But let me find the unlock live link. There's that link. Or you can come and check, check me out at talkingwithterry.com. All the links and all that fun stuff is over there. But let me pull up the um, link for the live event and um, go over that. Hold on. One second, please. I, I turned down all my um, I turned down all my things when you asked me to turn it down, and I was like, um, okay. So let me just log back in here, and I'll pull it up here for for your audience here. 
So most importantly, though, I think that, you know, the talking with Terry, it's www.talkingwithterry, that's T-A-L-K-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-T-E-R-I.com. And when you go to her website, you can find out all of that, the events, the books, you know, how to contact her, how to talk with Terry, and also information on her YouTube. Visit her YouTube channel. I know a lot of our audience is going to already be on YouTube. You know, visit uh, Terry's YouTube channel at Talking with Terry. So really, that's going to be one of the most pinpoint things. It is Talking with Terry, and she's absolutely incredible. I can attest to that. I love Terry's events. Um, I love. Oh, you her came a couple. Events. I think a couple times. I think, or maybe just once. I guess it was once. Yes, I've been. Um, but, yeah. So, you know, really, there's there's just so much to offer. So much engagement. I always say that Terry is one of my favorite speakers, and the oh, reason being is because she's so energetic. Literally oh. the most. Uh, you know, positive, upbeat human being I have ever met in my life. And so Aww. fun, you know. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's true. It's, it's so Not true. Not the case. I was the most, I was, I was the complete opposite. Like, I honestly was the complete opposite. I was, I was the victim. I was Jim and Gloom, most negative person I probably ever, I would have, I would never have spent time with me. Okay. <laughs> Like it would be. And so like it has been a personal journey. And so, yeah, so th I appreciate that. But, you know, when, when, when I hear that it just means that I've done some work, you know, I've done some work. So, yeah, well, you absolutely have. So it makes you a very good person because you have that testimony for yourself to be able to lead others, you know, and show them the way. And so it's very powerful. I, I see a lot of speakers because of my position with uh, yeah, network. And again, yeah, it's those speakers who really start getting that movement. And like you said, you know, the fastest way to to create a shift in energy is movement. And so when you activate a audience, you are creating a shift in energy. And it is just so powerful. I love it. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. And I love what you're doing. I love what you're doing. You are, you're, you're moving mountains, um, even though they're not our mountains in the Rocky Mountain. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for being you and, and doing all that you're doing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, I want our audience to know, um, again, thank you, Terry, for being on the Wellness Driven Life Show. And you can visit her at Unlock Live 2023. Um, it's shown on the screen. We're going to have it in the description also. So be sure to check that out. It's well worth it. Perfect time to plan a vacation and go check out what she's got this year. I don't know if it's going to be broken arrows again. However, I'm sure it's going to be something profound and it will make a change in your own life. So I also want to thank everybody for being here. And without your contributions, this show wouldn't be here. So thank you so much for keeping it alive. This brings our, our guest speakers here and they share their, share their powerful stories. When you donate with the Wellness Driven Life Show at thewellnessdrivenlifeshow.com, you'll receive a beautiful email follow-up. 
and you can keep that for your records. So I want to thank everybody again for joining the show. And we're going to say goodbye for now. <laughs> and we will see you tomorrow. Goodbye. Thank you.